Hey all, welcome to another episode of Read Reads. And let me ask you this, have you ever gone to the supermarket or tried to purchase a product or service and you're shocked at the price of that product and you know deep down within your hearts of hearts that it's not supposed to cost this much, but you don't have any other choice, you just have to buy it. Well, I went digging around the internet and the word of the day is markup. Now, for those of us who don't know or need a refresher in the sense, a markup is the price the producers add the product in excess of what it costs to make it. And markups can be necessary sometimes as it covers the manufacturing expenses, transportation, and the overhead because, you know, the manufacturer or the producers themselves don't want to incur that cost. And with that, it's business is business. They're providing a good or they're providing a service. And if they can pass off that price to somebody else, they're going to. The problem is, is when it's done in excess. Sometimes when these producers make up to hundreds to thousands, believe it or not, percentage on these products. And while I was digging around the internet, I found swagbox.com that did a graphic charts on it. And they listed 32 products and services with the highest markup. And while I won't do all 32 today, here are a few that I found interesting. Let's start with text messages, since we all do it more or less. Text messages are marked up up to 6,000%. Because most of our companies cost us anywhere from 20 cents to, what, 25 cents if we're roaming. And believe it or not, it costs merely a fraction of that to send the data. Bottled water is another one. And not every brand tastes great, but for some reason, every brand has great tasting price. Bottled water is marked up to 4,000%. Brand name prescription, which a lot of us were already tracking because medicine is expensive. But brand name prescription, a lot of us go for the uh, brand names, but legally, all of these over-the-counter prescriptions have to have the same components, the same components chemically. And these are marked up anywhere from 200 to 3,000%. That high school ring that you love so much, well, that's marked up to 1,329%. You know, it's kind of nice every now and then to go out to the movies, either with your family or your friends. And I'm pretty sure all of us were aware, but we just weren't aware of the figure when it comes to movie theater popcorn. Well, this is marked up up to 1,275%. That soda that you're about to order with it, well, that's marked up to 1,150%. Mattresses, well, that is marked up to 900%. And I'm gonna finish off with coffee and printing, who are both tied at 300% each. And I understand coffee because it is a hot market right now and there are plenty of people who are willing to pay for it it's an addictive drug and as for printer ink i mean once you buy your printer you're set so the printer companies have to make money somehow yes i know there are cheaper alternatives to a lot of these things right but some of us like paying for the convenience and that's okay we just need to be conscious consumers and continue to prioritize our spending now, the other day I found myself on a six hour drive with my family to a state that I absolutely do not care for. I'm not gonna tell you guys which state today to attend a baby shower. 
And I'm pretty sure in our adult lives, we have been invited to one here and there. Or maybe you've been the beneficiary of one yourself. And if you haven't, count yourself lucky. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But it's a nice celebration. And while I was driving, I had thought about it. And I just had just got, I guess I just got around to doing this episode. So I went digging around the internet. And I was wondering, where did this modern baby shower thing come from? Because back home, they weren't as popular as they are in the States today, or at least as they are today. And it turns out that the modern baby shower was, or it originated in the U.S. around the 1950s, where mothers were given much-needed gifts to help with the new baby. Later on, when it got modernized, then it became a fun affair where dads and friends were invited. Now, while the modern baby shower might have originated in the U.S., there is evidence that it goes all the way back to ancient, ancient civilizations, uh, India, Egypt, ancient Greek culture, and medieval Europe. Now, I have some questions for you guys. What are the rules of planning here? Do you plan your own, or do you have family and friends who have to plan it? And am I rude if I don't show up? If I bought you something on your registry, is it okay if I come to the party empty-handed? Or do I have to still come with a little gift bag in hand and everything? And if you have one at work and you invite me to your one at home, do I still have to bring a gift to both? Or can I just choose to show up to one and not the other? Either way, I don't mind. You know, but if you guys want to open a discussion, just go ahead and let me know. Which brings us to our next topic, and I'm pretty sure some of us already know where I'm going with this. When did gender reveal parties become a thing? Well, I went digging around the internet for my education and your entertainment, and according to NPR that did an article on this back in July 28th of 2019, we have Jenna Carvanitis to thank for this. Well, according to the article, back in 2008, before the whole social media post your life online boom, she thought, you know, it would be a fun idea for her and her family to find out the gender of her child together. And the way how she chose to do this was by cutting a cake to reveal the gender of the baby through the color of the icing, which she then posted on her blog called High Gloss and Soft. Fast forward years later now we have balloon pops plane flying overhead t-shirt reveals everybody has found their own creative way not to mention the forest fires now according to that same article one of these gender reveal parties or should i say excessive gender reveal parties have caused damage to 47,000 acres of property and to put that in to perspective that's 35,543 football field lengths. Yes, the lesson of the day is however you choose to celebrate the miracle of life you're bringing into the world, do it responsibly. Now we're at that segment, you know what it is, r slash no stupid questions. And today's first question comes from Zandino underscore 666, who asks, what helps you with your social anxiety and talking to strangers? To be completely honest, I'm still figuring that out. It takes practice. 
because even now I don't think I'm nervous around people because I communicate pretty well however there are times when it seems as if my plane of existence just shifts in the middle of a conversation and I can still maintain that conversation but it seems as if they're on another plane I'm on another plane now I have to remember proper social cues like breathing to not look weird uh, maintaining proper eye contact to not look weird then I start scanning the room and then people who are very perceptive can tell when I fall off that plane of existence but all I can say is just continue to practice we'll get through it I had a co-worker who called me out on it once and they're like hey you know you, it's okay to exist in reality with the rest of us you know you don't have to be so awkward sometimes but it is something that can't be helped However, I would say if it does start affecting your work and your daily life, go ahead and seek help. There's plenty of resources out there. And if it doesn't affect your daily life, just continue to practice. Disco Bopolis asks, are people losers if they're not the best version of themselves? And I can say, you know, nobody's born the best version of themselves. Maybe royalty or to be born rich, but I'm kidding. But on a serious note, nobody is born the best version of themselves. It's our goal as human beings to be better off than how we were yesterday and set realistic goals to be better off than how we were in our past self. Always continue to evolve. Always strive for the best. Use somebody else as a template, as a role model. And if you can't figure it out, reach out to somebody who can help you. And I guarantee you, you will continue to evolve to be your best self, or at least be better off than how you were yesterday. Monster96 asks, how do I wash a weighted blanket? And I can say just very carefully and just follow the instruction. Just make sure you put it in the wash by itself and not with everything else, unless you have one of those industrial washers and dryer. I can tell you once I washed a pillow without instruction, it was about my second deployment and we were issued sheets and pillows and I was like, well, it would be nice if I washed this pillow so it didn't smell old. So I decided to wash it and it turns out it was a feather pillow that was ancient. And that thing, the minute I washed it, I saw all the, the feathers printed on the casing. So I decided to dry this pillow in the dryer and that thing stunk as a wet dog and it stunk the entire building up. So everyone who was in that building on both uh, sides could smell that thing and they thought we definitely had a wet dog or something died in the building. Even when I put it outside for days that pillow still smelled that way and uh yeah we'll never forget that memory so just watch it carefully and follow the instructions and with that we have come to the end of this episode of read reads the quote i'm leaving us today with is from winston churchill and it goes success is not final failure is not fatal it is the courage to continue that counts thank you guys for joining me for another episode join me next time here on read reads to find out what I've been reading.